Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Zero episode 46, bro. Welcome to the show. I am your host, BD. Joined today, we got Jamie Girac back in the virtual building. Hello. We got Jenna Anderson in the house. Hey, everybody. I wondered how long it was going to take for someone to say bro, so I'm glad you got it right off the right off the bat. Bro, bro. Bro. It's good, bro. It's good. Bro. Aaron Perrine is here. Woo! Hawkeye day. Let's go. Dress for the occasion. I know. Wearing purple. The one day I'll allow purple. I don't do orange or purple on this show. It's my <laughs> Carolina rule. But I'll, Aaron, actually, I got to say, everybody everybody on Twitter and social media saw that Aaron and I finally met in person. Had I known Aaron was tall, taller than me, two things <laughs> wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have invited him, first of all. Second of all, I wouldn't have talked all that smack earlier on this show on one of those episodes where I was like, I think I could take Aaron in basketball. I still think it's possible, but I was vo- much more confident before I knew Aaron was 19 feet tall. Listen, I'm used to being the tallest person at the event. I, I didn't know Aaron was uh, – well, I needed to wear heels, Okay. But uh, no, me and Aaron got to meet. That was a super fun time after last week's show with my sketchy internet. Uh, we linked up at the Hawkeye launch event, and that was fun. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining the quarantine watch party of The Amazing Spider-Man 2 last night. We had a pretty good turnout. That was a lot of fun. That movie, eh, yeah, it's a movie. Uh, got some good stuff in it. Got a lot of stuff. Not great. Uh, but also, uh, I wanted to say at the end of today's show, we're going to play my interview uh, with Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld that talks about Hawkeye, uh, that's gonna just how we're going to end the show today. I thought that'd be fun. It's also available on the YouTube channel. You may have already seen it. This isn't like an exclusive premiere of the interview. Um, and I think that is all of the spiel I have to say at the top of the show. Let's get to the news. Spider-Man No Way Home has officially opened the floodgates on TV spots. We still haven't seen other Spider-Mans in any trailers, but we did have a trailer or a promo come out just before today's show started where they ask uh, where dr strange asked doc ock are you you know peter parker is spider-man yes is this peter parker no so obviously they still want us to think toby and andrew are not in the movie <laughs> i don't know how they think that but I, I i like what they're doing here i like the trailers nothing you know we haven't we didn't already know i guess we know everything so there's really nothing that they could put in there that we don't know i don't know if there's a surprise somehow but uh are you guys still watching are you guys still watching uh, promos and teasers and footage for Spider-Man Aaron? You're up top. What are you doing? Are you avoiding it? Are you all in? <laughs> uh, I am 
interested because they're putting a lot of stuff from this movie in these spots. Like I'm sitting there and it's like I, I flinch because I'm like, what is left for me to be surprised about? Um, a lot of this stuff, I'm like, I feel like a lot of these jokes, the little tiny little jokes they're including, would have killed in the theater with no one knowing they were coming. And now we just sort of know. And you're also just infuriating some of the fans because we know the one, or at least, well, excuse, allegedly, 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 <laughs> we know the one thing they're holding back. And that's not going to be in any of these trailers for the foreseeable future. And so they're like, you're putting out all these jokey things and other fun stuff, but you're not giving us what we want. So I don't know exactly what sort of reverse psychology, Jedi mind trick stuff Sony's trying to pull, but I don't think it's working. Yeah. And by the way, we, we don't do spoilers on this on this show. If you drop spoilers in the chat, if you drop spoilers on Twitter, it's a block. You will catch a block like like AJ Brown when he's healthy, catching touchdowns. I had to make a Titans reference. Sorry, Aaron. Sorry, Aaron. Um, okay. But yeah, so I mean, Jamie, Jenna, are you guys like, I think the, the spots are pretty good. I'm watching them, but I'm also kind of like, I could be fine without them. Listen, if I'm working and it's like somebody write about this promo, yeah, I'm, I'll watch it. Uh, but I'm not seeking them out. Uh, as you all know, uh, I, I'm a I'm a go with the flow kind of lady. I, I'm not trying to guess what's going to happen. Whatever they give me, I'm going to take it and I'm going to eat it and I'm going to enjoy it. Um, and, uh, you know, this this movie has been insane. <laughs> like, I just like let's just we're like a month away. Let's just get it out there so we don't have to do this anymore. I'm sick of it. It just feels like the worst kept secret ever. Mm-hmm. Like I've never seen a movie with so much of its story out there like this, that typically is a, like, at, I guess in this genre, like the superhero film, usually there's more secrets as for a movie this big. I don't know. They managed to keep Endgame a secret for, for the whole time, the whole time. But now for months leading up to no way home, it's just like, we know, we know every, if you want to know everything, it seems like you can to me. Every, like, every, like when, when we saw Endgame, it was like, Michael Douglas, Rita Renna Rosso, Natalie Portman. It was like shocking each time somebody new showed up. I don't understand. They kept all that a secret. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. To me, all I want is a fish. If there's promo footage released by Sony and Marvel, I'll watch that. If a cast member or filmmaker says something in an interview, I'll read that. I'll watch that. I don't want these leaks from these people who are saying, I know what the post-credit scene is. I know what's, who's in the movie. Just stop, okay? Like, stop telling me plot points. I don't want to know what the post-credit scene is. We know enough. We know, you know, we know the casting. I won't blame, you know, people for, for scooping. I've done that as well, for scooping casting. But story points, photos, keep that shit to yourself. We don't want it. Uh, stop posting it. Uh, but the Daily Bugle has a TikTok account. And uh, Betty Brandt and J. Jonah Jameson are on it. So that's cool. I don't know. I could probably, I could probably pull one of these up here real quick now, real quick, fast, in a hurry. I will uh, just say, because, like, my my outlook on all of the footage and TV spots and stuff, I'm basically in agreement with – oh. I don't know what that was. Um, I'm basically in agreement with Jamie of like, if like I watched the one that just came out before the show, because I I was like, I'm sure we're going to talk about this in some way. If it shows up on TV, I'm going to watch it. If I have to write it up, I'm going to watch it. But I'm very worried because I remember with Ghostbusters Afterlife, like they put out a trailer like a week before the movie came out that spoiled, like, here's what it looks like when the original Ghostbusters come back. And I'm almost like, are they going to do that with this movie? Like, are we going to get Toby and Andrew ahead of time in like a trailer right before the movie drops? Because I would not be happy if that was the case. Like, I want them to just save as much as they possibly can 
for the experience of watching it in the theater. Here's why I think that won't happen mm-hmm. with this, because I think that this movie is probably tracking exceptionally well, especially given the world's circumstances. Yeah. So with Ghostbusters, I think that was a situation where they were like, we need to, to show our cards and generate more buzz. Mm-hmm. Like people who are going to see this movie aren't going to not see it because they see the OG Ghostbusters. People who aren't super fired up yet might get more excited if we reveal this, even though it'll disappoint others who are going to see it anyway. Spider-Man, I feel like they can preserve that moment. And then um, I bet you within a week of this movie being out, though, mm-hmm. those guys are all over television. I'll bet oh, you that absolutely. right now. I'd be shocked if the promos don't change to include Andrew and Toby after the movie releases. This is the TikTok I was talking about. Come on. Hi, TikTok. I'm Betty Brandt. Some of you may know me from my award-worthy work for the Midtown High student paper, but I'm super excited to announce I am the newest intern for the Daily Bugle, and I'm going to be running our official TikTok account. This is an honor and a dream come true. I promise to bring you the fair, balanced, and hard-hitting news you've grown to expect from the Daily Bugle. I can't believe my first real job is... This is a real job, right? Like, I'm getting paid for this? Good to know. (laughs) Leave it to the viewers to leave people on this. They also have J. Jonah Jameson on these things, too. Without telling us, you hate Spider-Man. We'll go first. (laughs) I'm friends with Peter Parker, and he's actually a very nice person. He saved my life. Spider-Menace. God help us all. So, yeah, I think that's clever marketing. And, of course, the the Daily Bugle would have unpaid interns. Yeah, that just seems on brand for them. cool though that's uh, so that's 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 a fun thing to do and i appreciate that i know there's a lot of this movie they're still trying to stop from showing so this is a clever way to mm-hmm. to get some new marketing out there but let's we, let's move on let's let's get off the spider-man train i think people people want spider-man but they're also tired of, of all the how do we talk about this and i am too <laughs> okay shifting away from weird uh deleted scenes and misplacing people in cgi eternals <laughs> is past 300 million at the global box office a big big number for a movie we all kind of were a little bit concerned about heading in because of some of the critical reception but it seems to be tracking just fine but they're saying that uh, i think it was hollywood reporter says that maybe by the end of the week it could end up passing black widow which is what seemed unfathomable when this movie was released because there was a lot of like hand-wringing on social and other places um also funny was coming on a couple like i guess it was last week midway through the week and just seeing that there's just a harry styles poster that exists for eros now which i was like okay not a secret anymore we all seen it and there's also something about like in the beginning like the first scene he's in some of the footage from behind the scenes or at least like pictured with them and a bunch of marvel fans were wondering what's going on here like he doesn't come into the end so how could he have been there at the beginning but who knows maybe we'll we'll get some clarity Maybe came in on a Sphinx with Jonathan Majors. Who knows? It's hard to say. Well, but, but the reason that's so weird is because he's Thanos' brother, and if he's in that suit, uh, like that little robe at the beginning, he'd be at the World Forge being created. So that kind mm-hmm. of brings up a question of, like, how was Thanos created? How are they brothers? Mm-hmm. Uh, Someone make hmm. the joke. Someone make the joke. He's adopted. <laughs> there you go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> But sure. yeah, I, do you think that this movie has any chance of like catching Shang-Chi? Because I don't, I don't know if that's possible, but people think it could actually happen. 
I don't know what Shang Chi's numbers are off the top of my head. I'm about to go look at it. I do think like it'll get a bit of a bump over Thanksgiving of like if you feel comfortable going to a movie theater and you want like something that the entire family can go see and you somehow haven't seen Eternals or you want to go see it again, I could see a, a number of people going to it on Thanksgiving weekend. So I think that'll help. I don't know if it's gonna cross Shang-Chi or Black Widow, but it still is kind of cool to have like box office sort of be back in this way. I think without a without a, a release in new markets that it's not yet released in, I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to catch Shang Chi. Shang Chi's at four hundred thirty one million dollars, if what wow. I just read is correct. Uh, and assuming that they are in the same markets, mm-hmm. all, then I don't then I don't think that's one hundred thirty one million more. I just there's no way that that happens because you have so many movies that are already in theaters right now, yeah. like King Richard. Uh, which I really want to see Resident Evil, uh, the, the House of Gucci, and Conto. Ghostbusters yet? Ghostbusters, yeah. There's there's five movies right there I haven't yeah. seen yet that I still want to go see, and a lot of people are gonna, you know, there's more options. And then Spider Man's right around the corner. I feel like we're not people aren't even really talking about Eternals as much anymore. Like this one, kind of the, the conversation for this one didn't go on as long as I thought it would. A lot of fans are still loving it, but I don't know if it's reaching, you know, people who haven't seen it yet. It did get me to go to a lot of McDonald's. Wow. No, I can't find Eternals merch anywhere. I, I went either. to McDonald's many times when I was visiting Florida. That's amazing. That's great. That's great. But there's not, like, the pop figures aren't out yet, I don't think. No, I think they're delayed for, like, months until those pops even come out, which is kind that's, of a bummer. That's strange. That's strange. Um, but yeah, so no, I don't, I don't, I think, I think Eternals could possibly be Black Widow, but uh, Shang-Chi, I don't see it happening. Not 431. Can, can, I, can I just say 431 for Shang-Chi? That's cool. As it should. Yeah. Whew. No Best wonder our buddy of the year. Our buddy Simu Liu is in the new season of Selling Sunset, <laughs> and I can see why now. That's house buying money right there. <laughs> that's real estate money right there. Yeah, Jeez. True. He, well, he's also got that Jaguar money too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you saw that. Yo, I want yo, Jaguar. If you're listening, <laughs> I can be bought. <laughs> <laughs> I love your cars. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, next bit of news. Uh, oh boy, oh boy, Agatha all along nominated for a Grammy. Uh, this is cool because so the of course it's the Lopez's and they're no strangers to winning awards. I mean, they got all those Frozen awards. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but Frozen is my favorite animated movie of all time because I'm a basic B. Uh, um, so I, I love to see them win this it's you know they it won the emmy so they have a good chance but they're also up against the judas and the black messiah song that won the oscar so i think it's going to come down to those two songs uh do you guys think it's gonna it's gonna take it or do you think it has a little more competition than at the emmys i'm just like man i i hope disney can find a way to like make a stage production of agatha all along just go full egot with agatha all along as a song like just put it in a movie put it in like a theatrical show even if it's just a disney parks i don't know but like if you if you were able to go egot just on that song it would just be so stupidly amazing yeah how do we get this on broadway exactly how do we get that tea one of the quirks of like getting nominated for this Grammy is they do every original song like mm-hmm. during the thing. Are they going to have Katherine Hahn get up there and do like a stage play version of it with it? Oh, that like, would be amazing. Because man, oh man, if I was running the TV broadcast for the Grammys, we would be firing up Katherine Hahn running across <laughs> and doing all the stuff and then holding the dog and cackling just to yes. get all the Marvel fans in for viewership. Totally. 100%. It's going to be our, our real world Rogers the Musical. Yep. It's gonna be our version of it. That'd be cool. I'd love to see them perform it live. 
Will it win? I don't know. I don't know enough about the competition. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't. I shouldn't make a pick. Yes, Agatha All Along will win. It's the best song ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's Great. how we do it. Love that attitude. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Burnham's up there. Uh, I don't remember the rest. Those are those are the, the three big ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Agatha All Along. The winner. There we go. goes too. <laughs> so, in other news from this week, um, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania has wrapped production. Um, Everyone is kind of wondering, like, this seems kind of early compared to other films. Do we think it's still going to be in its release date of July 28th, 2023? Or do we think it's going to move up? I don't think it's going to move up because I'm sure I can only imagine how visual effects heavy this movie probably is. Like, they're probably having to create a quantum city from scratch and so much weird stuff with Kang and all of that. So I am sure that a lot of this lead time is to just make sure that the visual effects are good. But what do you all think? Visual effects, I'm with you. It is surprising that they fin- they normally don't finish some- wrapping something this far in advance, but uh, I don't see them moving it up just because I'm sure it- with Jonathan Majors, there's got to be a lot of moving parts in terms of how this is all fitting with the multiverse stuff. I think it probably has to wait. Mm-hmm. It is insanely early to have wrapped filming. That's a year and a half plus yeah. to of, of being finished. That's like... I mean, Black Panther and Doctor Strange aren't even done yet, and they come out this summer. That's crazy, actually. Maybe it might it also be like a scheduling thing. It might have just been a thing of like, we can't get everybody in the same room together until this point. And so it's like, we might as well just bank this already. Because we also have to think about like Loki season two and whether or not how Kang factors into that and whether or not that would lead into Ant-Man and stuff. So I'm sure there's like so many moving parts to it, but it might just be a thing of like, well, no one else was available outside of like these three months that we started filming. That's true. Jenna always bringing the big brain. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> But no, Aaron, what do you think? You haven't waited on it. They they need to get a uh, classical Loki to go ahead and help bring the quantum city life. He seems to be very, very good at generating cities from scratch. Um, <laughs> I, I just, it, it's, I, when Jim dropped this in, actually it was Spencer who dropped this in yesterday mm-hmm. for us to cover. I was like, are we sure this is Peyton Reed's real account? I had to go and look. I'm like, is there a verified check over there? Because it seems really, really early. Like you guys said, these other movies aren't done. And also, why is Spider-Man the only one of these movies that we know everything about and then these other ones? We have no idea. It's just Jeff Loveless posting photos of himself in a freaking hallway sitting in a folding chair like, here's a behind the scenes look at what we're doing right now. And I'm like, don't you play with me. There are things. We need to know the things. So I think it's probably going to be a bunch of visual effects, but also like it's bizarre that it's done this fast. I don't I don't understand what could be going on except for if they were just in a blue room the entire time. The entire <laughs> movie it was shot on that same stage thing they used for uh the Mandalorian, the industrial light magic platform thing. And that's the only explanation I got. That totally makes I love sense. all the Sony security jokes, like the oh. one about the uh the Cheeto <laughs> is like yes. the door lock. <laughs> that's perfect. See? Uh, all the people in the comment section are kind of <laughs> saying it's Sony's fault. And it, oh, Deadpool three! Uh, hopefully, Deadpool three starts shooting soon. I I believe uh, we will see Deadpool before Deadpool three. I have okay. good reason to believe that. So that so hopefully that gets you through bar, bar S Barmel, uh, but no promises. 
That's very intriguing. Well, so in completely different other news, um, we got an update for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which is the theme park ride that will be opening next year. Um, James Gunn put out a poster and they put out a little, there is the poster right there covering my face on the screen if you're watching. Um, let me just, let me just hide over Look here. Yeah, I love I, this I poster. This looks like a velvet <laughs> poster that you would get in the 80s. And I love that so much like this this is just a very cool thing and then we got a little video with glenn close coming back to kind of like introduce the ride so i i just love the idea that they had to tell glenn close like hey i know you played this like one bit part like almost a decade ago can you come back and literally introduce a theme park ride like just the fact that they had that conversation with her and she said yes makes me very very happy but well, what they, do y'all think the poster's great i love that they're using the classic looks of all the characters uh from the og guardians movie i like how drax has a shirt on his poor sensitive nipples i also love that glenn close is back and i it's i'm not surprised Glenn close back because i'm pretty sure originally she was down to voice the world mind for nova oh. so I, like I, marcus and mcfeely i think that i think it was marcus and mcfeely in one interview i did back when Endgame or infinity war that they were just doing so much press and stuff they said that they had that version of Infinity War where Nova was in the opening scene and then they had Glenn Close on board to voice the world mind. And I was like, damn, that would have been so dope. So hopefully one day that happens. I love that they're getting everybody back for this. I think it's cool. It's also like the Disney World stuff can't use Avengers stuff because Universal Orlando already has so many of those characters. So the, the, the Orlando Disney parks can only use Marvel characters that aren't already featured at the universal park so uh, they're making the most of that for sure i i love glenn close so much if you i mean other than the fact that she is one of the greatest living performers of our time her she's so adorable on instagram if you don't follow glenn close i highly recommend doing it uh, so seeing her back is great but i'm mad because last week i went to epcot for the first time and i'm like I, I missed the Guardians stuff. And I also, I knew about the, because I I'm a, I grew up a Universal kid. I, I went to Islands of Adventure and Universal constantly growing up. And so I I was surprised they were allowed to do this at all. And, but yeah, it makes sense to pick the Guardians because the, you know, by when they were making Islands of Adventure, no one knew who the Guardians were except for yep. the hardcore comics fans. Um, so I'm stoked, but I am mad that I, that I'm like, I'm not going to go to rush back to Epcot anytime <laughs> soon, uh, which it was fun. Don't get me wrong. But um uh, I'm uh, like uh, more Guardian stuff though. Heck yeah, more Glenn Close. Give her a movie. <laughs> that does sadly mean though that like we can't get F Fantastic Four, The Hulk, uh, Iron Man, the X Men. Oh, so many characters can't go to the Orlando parks. That's uh, that's yeah. why that's that's obviously why you Spider Man. That's why uh, Spider Man ride at Allen's Adventure I think is better than the new Spider Man ride here at Disneyland. And I'm not a huge fan of that ride at Disneyland. Yeah. I love you the the one at universal so it's fun but it's 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 exhausting and it's not like you know, yeah i wasn't like i want to do it again i was like all right once was once was cool we can <laughs> do anything else now all right uh that, we're, when we come back in just one minute we are going to talk full spoilers for hawkeye episodes one and two please uh know if you haven't seen the episodes yet we are going to be spoiling everything so hawkeye episodes one and two discussion starts in a minute Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome back to Phase <laughs> Zero, episode 46. This is the Hawkeye portion of the show. If you don't watch this show live, I'm telling you right now, you miss some good stuff. Uh, but we Can are... I just say, I muted myself because I was like, I'm going to be nice and respectful and not accidentally make a noise. And then Beatty's just over here talking. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Guilty. You're still watching like the Daily Bugle's TikTok and stuff through that break. Guilty. It was like, this is amazing. Guilty, guilty, guilty. And uh, those of you who don't watch Phase Zero live, you're missing out on uh, on little fantastic little moments like that. <laughs> All right, we're going to talk Hawkeye full spoilers. Episodes one and two That's are available right. now. We are in it, and we are discussing. We're going to go around the horn with reactions. Jamie, you're up top. What do you think? Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, as we all know, Christmas action time is my favorite genre, so it already won me over with that. That's all you need. Um, uh, uh, yeah, it's delightful. Uh, you know, this is Haley's show. She's killing it. I mean, and it's not, and it's her show in that, like, it starts with her. It's, it, you know, this is such her, their move for her into the MCU, and I'm just so here for it. Um, uh, it's just delightful. Everything about it, it's fun. It's not, you know, as high concept as a lot of the other stuff. Like, in the end, I'll probably come out being more of a WandaVision Loki fan just because I, I love insanity. Uh, but but I love that we're just, you know, like we've been saying, on the ground. Uh, you know, lower stakes. We're finally saying the word Ronin. Um, it's just a, a good time all around. Love it. I love it. Jenna? I am so happy. Like, as somebody who the Matt Fraction, David Aha run from the comics is like one of my favorite things that Marvel has put out. That was kind of like a very foundational thing that got me into Marvel comics when I was really read reading them regularly. So it was always this thing, like as somebody who was on Tumblr a lot, it was always this thing of like, how are they going to fit this style and the personality of this run within the MCU and especially with the way that Clint was characterized at that time. But I am so blown away by the way that they balanced that with also where Clint has been and how they just naturally kind of like took the time between when we saw him in Endgame and now and kind of let him grow as a character. This is the first time that I've actually like really enjoyed Clint as a character, which is kind of a tall order um, in the MCU. But Kate is perfectly characterized. Haley was born to play her. It is still so surreal to get to see her play her. Um, Lucky is perfect. I want more Lucky, but I'm so happy with the Lucky that we've got. The tracksuit mafia are perfect. I was rewatching episode two this morning and just their delivery on certain jokes is so just so stupid and so funny. Like this show is ticking all of the boxes that I never thought I would get to see ticked. So I am just so happy that we're at this point where this show can just exist. Aaron? Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I am sad that most of you will not get to see this on a giant screen. Me and Brandon got to see it on a very, very large screen in Los Angeles, and it benefits from that a lot. Um, I, that intro sequence is awesome on its own. On a giant screen, it is quite a bit uh, better. I am looking forward to seeing it later with my parents. We're going to fire at the projector so they can see it big, Ooh. too. Um, so, because I'm like, there's nice. no, we, our TV's big. It ain't that big. Um, Y'all in I, California I, can still do that. Watch things outside. I right. know. It's cold out here. Oh, I, I'm in Ohio. We're just going to wreck the living room. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. Although I will shout out 
Jim Viscardi in the chat joking around about how it's like Disney Channel. Like the, the touch was lighter than I expected, even with all the violence going on. It is a little bit lighter than I expected it to be, which is kind of delightful. I have a feeling that's going to be a lot of people's favorite of this like opening salvo because of the tone, because of the characters. Ellie Steinfeld is a rock star, y'all. She's a rock star. Amazing. Mm, she's great. I, it, I don't know if they've ever had better just on the site casting for a character out of the gate than her. And I mean, they they, they had the she had the crowd eating out the palm of her hand from like the moment she stepped out in the first episode. So I'm excited to see nom, what nom, happens. Nom, 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 nom. Yep, exactly. Give me more, <laughs> more morsels, please, please. So I'm I'm excited. It was great. Uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. I liked it a lot. Uh, I thought. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I really agree with what Jamie said about how it felt so good to have smaller stakes and more like just a more intimate, smaller story. I think one of my biggest reasons I just didn't get super into Eternals was the scope of it. I think my least favorite parts of Shang-Chi and Black Widow are the third acts where everything just goes crazy. And I'm hoping this one keeps it kind of, you know, closer and tighter to the, with the characters because I've really enjoyed that so far. It also feels like just a lot of the story at this, maybe this is a contradiction to what I just said, I, I, if I word it the wrong way, but like a lot of the story does feel like it is being saved for later. Like the, these first two were really about introducing Haley um, and maybe and some mystery and stuff. And that's the fun of it. Uh, it's just not, you know, it, I think the story really has a lot to it's, it's going to do. And we really haven't, we've just only scratched the tip of the iceberg and I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to get more, uh, just more into the story here and see, you know, who's the villain and everything. And that's actually what I want to start with. Cause I think, you know, everybody's kind of expecting Jack Duquesne is going to be the villain or he seems to be the one who killed Armand. And that's what Kate thinks. And I say, no, I say it's Eleanor Bishop. I say, she's bad. I say, she's no good. Very bad. Can't be trusted. She killed Armand. She is Madam mask, not Madam mask in the comics, but she's running things for Madam mask. And I say, yo, Vera Farmiga, I see why they cast you. I see what you can bring to this. That is my prediction. I think Jack Duquesne is going to end up being a nice guy. I think he's a naive, dumb, rich idiot. And he bought that stepdadding book out of the kindness of his rich little heart. And he's actually going to be... What, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I agree. Uh, because, uh, first of all, uh, he's a little too... He's too bumbling to be... He's such a dumb... Like, yeah, I um, also, I'm glad you brought the stepdad thing. Uh, I have had a lot of step parents in my life. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, I have step parents, and uh, it gets me. I'm like, I get mad when it's like evil step parents. They're against you, and it's like, can we just like welcome the idea of step parents? They're very common in the world. Uh, and when he said the thing about the book, I was like, oh, he is. I think he is trying. I'm saying yes. Give give Jack Duquesne a break. He's had a tough life living in penthouses and stuff. He needs some love. He's he's trying to give love. I know. I do think like that scene where um, where Armand seemed to be threatening Eleanor. When I watched it again, I was like, mm -mm, no 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 no. He know they're they're in some shady business, and she's pulling the strings here. And he threatened her business, and so so. Uh, Aaron, who's who's bad? Who's the baddie? I, I think that you guys are onto something. I do defer to Jamie and Jenna's expertise on evil women. Um, I feel like I look forward to seeing what they have to say about this. 
because I know that they have a lot of stuff. I also, I encourage all y'all to chat. If you could ever sit next to Brandon Davis during one of these things, you should, because the entire time he's just like, he's such an idiot. It can't be him. He's such a doofus. It can't be him. It's not, there's no way. There's no possible way. And we're both just talking to each other like, this dude is hilarious, but he's just an evil himbo. Like, no. <laughs> this is an evil himbo. He's charming and has a ridiculous mustache. And he looked like if this was a pup named Scooby-Doo, he'd be a red herring. <laughs> hey, yeah. compliments to the mustache. Honestly, I gotta respect that facial hair. I'm just I'm a jack. That's it. I'm a Jack fan. I like Jack. I don't care. I don't care. He could do no wrong. I, Anyone that rich is sus in their own way. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, but he didn't even it doesn't even see like he was just born into it. That's not his fault, okay? You know, he it seems like he's just he, I, this is a joke. But I agree, I don't think he's evil. We're renaming will, this phase zero the, the Jack thing. Duquesne show. Um, I think they did a good job of making Haley likable because somebody that rich could really, uh, I could be very turned off by them. Like, go over to succession. Uh, but uh, but I really love the line that Vera said when she was like, You're, you've only ever been young and rich. Uh, and I was like, yeah, let's lay this out because mm-hmm. this is a, a touchy subject. Yeah. Yeah, the comment section hates Jack. Wow. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, I don't think you're supposed to like Jack. I'm kind no, of just messing no. around. I just think that he's not the, the true villain of the show, that he's being just so obviously portrayed to, to kind of take that, 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 that role of for now. Yeah. Aaron, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say to Jamie, I can't wait to the first conversation she has to have with Elijah when they inevitably meet each other. Yeah. Like, she's going to be like, I, I know what I'm doing. He's like, you get stressed when your credit card gets declined. I think we should do something <laughs> else. Like, you know, um, it's going to be amazing. So it's, it, I, I am enjoying that part of it too. Cause all of them do have like an air of like, I don't think you can really trust any of these adults that are around this poor girl. Like all of these guys have weird alternative like motives. Like it's very strange. Anywhere where you would have a gala and there would be a black market auction directly below it. These adults are not to be trusted. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid. I am like, Ooh, you yeah. need to get out of there, girl. And that's that I think is the difference there. I mean, I think Kate Bishop was obviously born into money, but she's not trying to participate in black market underground sales and buy illegal stuff and just be surrounded by villains. And Jack has allowed his life. Okay, fine, guys. All right. I see. I see the problem here. All right. I I will just say I completely agree with you both about Madame Mask and about Eleanor because like I have had that theory since she was cast in this show because it's like you do not bring in Vera and not make her a big bad because as we've said evil women in the MCU we like are collecting them like Pokemon like we're gonna get more so and it is this thing of like Madame Mask really is like Kate's first big villain in the comics and her mom has her own sort of history not as Madame Mask but like she joins the vampire cult at one point like there's so many moving parts to her story so it's like why not truncate all of that together make her madam mask and just like really go with it because i feel like that is just gonna be really satisfying to see and it's not what people are expecting people want jack to be the villain he's still gonna be an antagonist but he's not gonna be like the big bad i want to see a straight up swordsman outfit yes all all the way top to bottom i want to see this man suit up there's i doubt we're gonna see it but i want to see it a lot of people in the comments are asking is kate's dad really dead i think so yes is there something shady about what happened to him maybe maybe eleanor has saw her shot and she took it but uh i like that but uh i think he's dead oh it's good (laughs) yes oh i like that a lot (laughs) i just hope if eleanor is bad they make her as like just just as scarily just bad as she could be because if she did kill 
her husband, her soon-to-be ex-husband, Kate's dad, uh, and she is killing Armand, and she has these motives, like, and she's willing to, like, you know, go around her daughter to do these bad things. I really hope that they, they, they make her ruthless and scary, um, and and I think that there's a huge possibility they do that. I think she's going to be Madame Mask, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe there's even a bigger twist coming. And uh, yeah, so anything else we want to talk about about Eleanor, Jack? Armand Duquesne, the first, second, third, fourth, sixth, or seventh. I will just say with the black market auction scene, when she when Haley is impersonating like a waiter and then the whole scene of like Gary, it's like, I am Gary. It's like, that's the problem, Gary. You don't even know my name. You don't care. The delivery of that was so perfect. Like that is just actually hilarious. Like I love it. We've gotten into the MCU where it is not just like quippy Tony Stark one-liners, but it is like actually genuine comedy. And like that moment was just so perfectly executed. I lolled. I did. Yeah. I did. I um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what else Aaron heard the whole time we were watching that that uh, that this show together? I kept leaning over and telling him, "Show me Avengers Tower, damn it!" <laughs> I was yeah, wondering how long we're gonna take to get to this. I knew it was coming up. Okay, I'm like, well, hold on. This is this is an actual talking point here because that was sold at least seven years ago, right? In Spider-Man: Homecoming, which was some amount of time before the blip. Five years, we are some amount of time after the blip. Maybe somebody can give me the exacts. I don't know if we know the exact time from Homecoming's events to the snap, to the post-snap, to all that, to now. But that was at least five, probably about seven years ago, that Tony Stark sold Avengers Tower. Kate still called it Avengers Tower today. So not only do we, the audience, not know who bought Avengers Tower, the people of New York seem to also not know who bought Avengers Tower. Excuse me. Anyway, I don't know. We're not going down this theory hole again. <laughs> I just had to vent for a second. I, I, I can't wait to see who bought it. I think it's going to be a cool reveal. And now it's, it's been clearly very hyped. And every time they show Grand Central Station, they cut before they pan up and would show us. So, <laughs> you know, I think there is there has to be a fun reveal coming. And if it's not in Spider-Man No Way Home, I don't know where else it is. So I think we're just... We're, we are less than four weeks away from finding out who bought Avengers Tower. That's Jim, my bet. Jim is in the comments saying that it was turned into a spirit Halloween. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's my theory until we're proven wrong. It's just, it's just a vacant spirit Halloween right now. Oh, my God. It's either spirit Halloween or the Baxter building, and either one is, is very satisfying. Yep. Oh, God. Either way, you can come out of it a villain or a hero, <laughs> whatever you want. Uh, okay. Now let's talk about the speaking of branding and changing and everything. There was the conversation about branding and the Katniss Everdeen joke made me laugh pretty hard, but uh, the branding conversation had me, maybe this is just wishful thinking. Um, Could this lead to Clint Barton putting on the mask, the purple H mask? Probably not, but I'd like to see it. I mean, isn't there the TV spot where, hello, Jamie shirt. Um, <laughs> if you're not watching live, you're missing out. I'll just say that now. But isn't there the TV spot where like she draws the the mask and like just her little crude drawing of like what the costume could look like? I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, it came out like a couple days ago. So I, I think that they are going to acknowledge it in some way. I don't see Jeremy Renner putting on the full mask. I see them like alluding to it and referencing it, but it still is cool to finally acknowledge it after a decade of him just being a dude in a vest. So. God bless Andy Park. He yeah. ain't draw all them goggles and them hats for them not to use them. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yep. right. One day he's gonna shine. The sun gonna shine on him again. I think uh-huh. the branding. He's gonna. It's gonna end up being a thing with him setting up his own little uh, outfit over there on the West Coast. I think that might be where the branding yes. thing is going. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just a dude. 
Who knows? <laughs> While we're talking about costumes, I would like to say what costume designer costumed the Rogers musical? Because those were some bad <laughs> costumes. In musical. Uh, first of all, that was the most delightful thing I've ever seen in my life. That how bad that um, how bad that uh, musical was. Uh, but I also am going to listen to that song over and over again. Drop it on Spotify when. But also the costumes were so bad. Mm-hmm. So that said, Jamie, um, mm-hmm. if you'd like. I can set you up with an interview with uh, Rogers the Musical composer <laughs> and lyricist uh, Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman for next Wednesday. They are available <laughs> if you want to talk to them. Yes, obviously I do want to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> Although I can't say no. That would be really I, shitty. If I making deals live on the air. Right, but yes, right. obviously, yes. It, I would no, you, if anybody, well, I was actually meaning to message you. I've just been so busy <laughs> outside of work that I have been falling behind on work. I need to respond to that email. Uh, and I was going to ask if any of you three wanted to do that email because I'm not going to be available for or do that interview because I'm not going to be available for it. Not because I don't want to i love rogers the musical i just i can't do it i'm not uh, anyway i'm I'm panicking anxiety (laughs) setting uh the the watch from avengers compound was number 268 do you guys think that matters at all i i think it's going to i just don't think we can definitively know exactly how yet like i have no idea what that's going to lead to but it's like oh cool we have like another MacGuffin that i don't really know anything about which is kind of nice i think it'll be a thing where the watch we well, it, like we'll realize the tracksuit mafia was hired by somebody when they deliver the watch to this person. And I think it's going to be Kingpin. I personally think it's going to be Kingpin. I think Kingpin has a small role in this show. And I'll tell you why. I, I mean, I asked Trin Tran about this. You can find this interview on YouTube. She shut me down and I respect <laughs> that. She was like, we're not getting into that. It would be a spoiler either way. So I was like, all right, I respect it. But Vincent D'Onofrio, two things about Vincent D'Onofrio's Twitter. First of all, he scared me. I thought Kingpin was literally going to kill me this week. But also, <laughs> th- I don't know if you guys saw this. I tweeted, he tweeted about, this is the tweet, What? I, what I, the reason I'm bringing this up. He quote tweeted one of the Hawkeye trailers and he wrote like, this is exciting. I love these Marvel shows. Come on, Vinny. Hey. So I responded and it was that meme of that guy who's like, what do you mean by that? And uh, he he quote tweeted it and he wrote something like, I wish you were nicer to me, Brandon. We have a lot in common and something like, I'm the kingpin. I'm going to kill your family. No, he didn't say that. But I actually didn't see the full tweet. I just got the notification. By the time I opened Twitter, the tweet was deleted. And oh. he re- he quote tweeted it again and said, I responded to the wrong Brandon. I think you're awesome. And I was like, oh, my God. I thought I was going to come home. Kingpin would be sitting in the chair, just ready to just finish it off right here. Uh, I was scared for my life, but uh, no, it's it not an enemy out. you want. I know. No, no, no way. I told you. But uh, anyway, moral of the story is that come on, he's in. We think he's in this, right? Do we? I, I, I just have to say, I love the idea that this show is explaining like what happened to organized crime during the blip, because that is not something that I've ever thought about, like in the time since Endgame of like who, like what parts of crime gangs get like snapped away and which ones remain, and like how does that power structure kind of change? And so it's like i feel like this has to be part of that he has to be like the quasi final boss of what we're building to because you also don't have echo and not eventually have this to be something that you're setting up there so i don't know i also just have to say outside of the threats that vincent d'onofrio was making to brandon his twitter is delightful like i think about his tweet about how pigs can't look up i think about that all the time so it is just such a great <laughs> twitter but yeah what do y'all think 
I just feel like Adam Barnhart is somewhere just levitating, just uh-huh. levitating right now. God, Absolutely. I love Adam so much. So I'm happy he's happy. And we we all would like to see it. So just give us what we want. Um, <laughs> but I'm perfectly all right with the journey there. Because yeah. I just, I mean, there's obviously also, can we say there is a robust, like, smuggling slash weird excavation like thing going on at that old Avengers campus where it's just a crater in the ground. Like Mm -hmm. stuff is making its way out of there. If you pay attention to the other Spider-Man like trailers, there are some other things that might've come from there circulating around. I'm like, what else was hiding in there? Like what else was y'all hiding in this, in this facility? That's not good that people could just get their hands on anything. That watch could be something really, really serious. We just don't know. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see where it is. I like this comment from uh, Damon's Dreams, and I don't know if this isn't meant the way I'm interpreting it, but he said Mephisto is Kingpin, but Kingpin <laughs> is this show's Mephisto now, because we're all yeah. going to be like, it's Kingpin, it's Kingpin, he's coming, and then we might not get him. We'll Obviously, I want it to be Kingpin, because the more we get these TV shows, into, <laughs> those old TV shows in, the, more, the closer we get to getting Quake somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I mean, the reason the, the, the reason I think, I, I'm sure you guys know this, but just for any listeners who might not be familiar with it, uh, the, the reason, another reason we think Kingpin could be showing up is because the story from the comics lends itself to that. Echo is the adopted daughter of Kingpin. That character at the end of episode two, played by Aqua Cox, is Maya Lopez, a.k.a. Echo, who is also going on to get her own show. So... You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna follow the comics, if you're gonna want to make fans happy and fans want more of the Netflix stuff, you know, you're gonna have Vincent D'Onofrio show up as Kingpin. I just hope you. I, I hope. I I know Daredevil is gonna look different in the MCU when he's back next time. I hope when we see Kingpin, he's just just like you know, let's let's make him crazy. I just want to hear him say Vanessa again. Like I miss hearing Vincent D'Onofrio just complain about like how much he loves Vanessa. Like I just miss that so much. Fair. That's fair. That's, that's a fair request. <laughs> uh, all right. Does it, oh, oh. Did you guys catch this Easter egg when they went to Kate's aunt's house? It was Moira Brandon's house. Uh, this is not a piece of knowledge that I'm just going to act like I knew all along. I googled it uh, and I found on one of the wikis. Moira Brandon is her aunt. She's a famous actress, and she retires and passes away, and ultimately passes down a huge estate in California, which becomes a West Coast Avengers HQ. So Moira Brandon, you can also, if you pause it a couple times in this epi- the second episode of Hawkeye, there is a poster for a movie, um, something of, of the galaxy, like Creatures mm. of the Galaxy or something. And it has, on the top, it says her name, Moira Brandon, again. So not only do you see the name Moira Brandon on the touchpad to get into the apartment, it's also on the poster in there. So that's cool. I think uh, a nice connection to the West Coast Avengers. You know, I, I asked in this interview that's going to play at the end of the show, whether or not, you know, Young Avengers, West Coast Avengers is something that's coming. During the press conference, I wish this was on video, uh, that for the Hawkeye press conference, I did, I asked a similar question, and there's like a meme that went around from the press that was there of <laughs> Kevin Feige looking at Haley for that question, just like, we trained, this is, we trained you for this, you know what happens, <laughs> you know what happens. It was like his kingpin moment, so... We'll see. I think it's a cool, cool nod. It just seems like all these groups are coming together. West Coast Avengers, Young Avengers, Thunderbolts. Like maybe the champions can come along eventually because Miss Marvel's coming. I, I'd love to see Sam Alexander and others. Let's get Amadeus show. So maybe the next big Avengers crossover movie is not just a group of heroes. It's a group of groups of heroes. 
let's branch over. It's just the scene in Anchorman 2 of like every group progressively showing up to fight each other, but we just have that with like every single MCU team that is in here right now. Yes. I yes. also I also do want to acknowledge how they handled Clint being hard of hearing now because I think they did such a good job of that. Like when we started and it's him at Rogers the musical turning his hearing aid off because the musical sucks. It's like that was like I like pumped my fist in the air. I was so happy that it was finally confirmation because even though we had heavily expected for it to happen, there were always people who were like, maybe it's a comm device or some sort of like radio thing that he's wearing in his ear and not a hearing aid. And I love I love that they like did it from the get-go. I love that his son is signing to him. I love that when Kate asks him like how he lost his hearing, it's not a definitive answer. I love that it's just that montage of things of like it could have been anything, but it, that's just the status quo he's at now. I think they did such a perfect job of that because that was something that I was like very eager to see them adapt. Yeah, I agree. I appreciate that as well. And also, when we saw the movie or when we saw this in a movie theater, Aaron and I, they had captions underneath it. Nice. I thought that was cool. I think Marvel's shifting into these, into captioning these things. We saw it with Eternals. Uh, there was caption screenings available, and now they did this premiere and they have the captions available. I don't know if that's new, but I noticed it. So I, I may have just not noticed it before that it, that it, at the L cap they had the captions there. I watch everything in subtitles, and I'm so Me glad too. it's becoming more common, especially like screeners. It's sometimes I'm like, I have to watch my computer. I need to read things. I don't know what's happening. Mm hmm. Yeah, and you can occasionally, like, I remember with the Shang-Chi trailer, we found out that it was definitely Abomination and Wong because yeah. the caption said so. So sometimes they help us in that way, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall, I really, really enjoyed the show. Uh, I don't want to waste our time with predictions. I feel like we it's too early. We kind of made our prediction about the villains and everything like that uh, when we first started talking about this. But I've covered pretty much everything I think I wanted to cover. Uh, if, do you guys have anything else you wanted to talk about on, on Hawkeye Episode 1, too? This, oh yes, we need to t we need to have our fashion corner. Mm. Oh, Kate, oh. Kate Bishop's wardrobe in these first two episodes. Like Aaron had warned me, and I wasn't sure if it was the black and orange suit because I know there were set photos of that. But just like her formal wear in these two episodes, top notch. Like whoever the costume designer is on the show is understanding the assignment. Because yes, <laughs> you just reminded me. I want to tweet a side by side of Loki's Ragnarok suit and, mm. and Kate's uh, uh, gala suit because I'm like that is my aesthetic right there. And then when she had like, her <laughs> suit on, yes, whoo! oh I, I know, put it on my body right. Me too. Oh. <laughs> the the num 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 continues. It does. It really does. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and on that note. Uh, I will try to come more prepared for fashion hour next week. Perfect. I apologize for not being more uh, in touch with, <laughs> with that. I feel unprepared, uh, but no, I appreciate y'all. This was a, this was a super fun show. Aaron, Jenna, Jamie, you guys are all awesome. Phase zero listeners. If you're watching live, make sure you follow the Twitch channel, which you are watching on right now or subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to end today's show bros with, Oh, actually we didn't talk about pizza dog. We just got to all, I think we all agree. What a, lucky, what a, what a good dog. Lucky what is perfect. They just they, we need to hear the name Lucky officially. I, know. I yep. need to hear it. So that's a great okay. There's but our he final pizza. <laughs> he did eat pizza. Uh all right, guys. We're gonna end today's show with uh the interview, uh the phase zero interview with Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld. It's a few minutes long, and I hope you enjoy it. If you want to talk more, hit me up at Brandon Davis BD, find Aaron at Summit Lake Hornet, find Jenna at Hey It's Jenna Lynn, find Jamie at Jamie Cinematics, not at Jamie Drack, as I have foolishly done in the past. She's at Jamie Cinematics, and that's final. Go find her. Go follow everybody, because we're going to be talking about Hawkeye. 
uh, all weekend long and stuff. And you guys can hit us up anytime. We're basically Marvel customer service. So we'll see you there. Enjoy this interview. Thanks for listening. Hello again, Jeremy and Haley. How y'all doing? Hi, hey, good. What's How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for taking the time to talk. I actually want to start at the beginning here because I want to compare your two experiences in joining the MCU. Jeremy, you've been a part since phase one. Uh, Haley, you're joining while it is now the biggest franchise in the world. So I'm going to start with you, actually, because I want to hear about the process when you join. Is it more secretive? Do they tell you anything? Do they come to you? Do you go to them? Does anything stand out in your memory about the, just the experience of joining a, as a Marvel character? Starting with me? Yes. Um, very top secret. <laughs> uh, I mean, I remember when I got the call to meet on the project uh, and I went to I went on the lot and I felt, oh, my God, it actually felt quite cool. Uh, I was going through all these different gates and underground parking structures and up back elevators. And it was this very uh, top secret lockdown situation. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, uh, learned a lot as uh, as time went on. Um, but grateful that I had him because he'll probably tell me about his experience maybe being somewhat similar. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I mean, Jeremy, does that, was that what it was like back when you were cast? No. No. <laughs> I am close. Uh, it's kind of meant for, I think it was, it was down in Manhattan Beach, just walking, yeah, just walked into some <laughs> okay, office. Like not knowing a lot? Huh? Not knowing. I didn't know anything. Well, I didn't know anything. I didn't know, yeah. but at least there was 30, 30 films out by the time okay, fair, 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 fair. I knew nothing. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, all I knew is it was Iron Man that was out, and um, I went down to Manhattan Beach to go because that's where they're doing a lot of filming at the time. You go see you know, Kevin and Lou and just people over there, and um, yeah, went and talked about Clint Barton. And they said, "What do you know about him?" I'm like, I don't know anything about him. I didn't read the comics or <laughs> thing. I'm like, but you know what I do love? Iron Man. I'm like, I'm here because I really love Iron Man. I love what you guys did with that. Made it so plausible. Made it really almost like it's, this really could, really could happen almost. And it was charming. It was beautiful. And I loved all the things that they did and why Iron Man was such a success. Then I was just really concerned. I'm like, I'm not sure how you're going to get the Fabio with the hammer to fly around and make that real. How, how are you guys going to do that? And sure enough, you get Hemsworth and uh, and, and that makes that happen. And that's the, what a fantastic world that is. And and then the the, the Hawkeye version they were showing me was not the one with uh, with the, the people. A lot of people know from the comics with the purple and the thing and the, the a lot of flashes going on. <laughs> uh, it was the more the Ultimates version, which is more tactile and military type of version of them. And uh, yeah, it kind of just went from there. And Here we are. Yeah, the rest is history. Grab some handful yeah. of candy and walked out. <laughs> do you uh do you and the rest of like the the og avengers or at least the remainings which are you chris hemsworth and mark ruffalo have like a group text or maybe like a little bit of an inside competition about who's going to be the last one standing well just because you <laughs> die on camera doesn't mean you die in real life so yeah we have a we have a group chat and it's all of us some that are still <laughs> alive and dead on screen uh yeah we're all we're all very very good friends and um and we don't we don't really speak too much about our job, and that's that's what's also great about being, you know, Avenger friends. You know, we speak about Avenger our friends. we speak about our so kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? We speak about our kids and you know divorces and marriages and house buildings. We speak about just our life stuff. You know. I don't I don't know if Avengers friends is something I could ever imagine throwing around so casually. It's pretty pretty damn cool. But no, <laughs> it is cool. And our friendship, our friendship yeah. is no exactly is very very special. Exactly, and I love them. 
I love it. I love it. Uh, Haley, Kate, you, I mean, I, you are the embodiment of Kate Bishop. I love it. Uh, this is a character, you know, she's brave. She's confident. She swears. She's careful. Uh, I want to hear from you and, and, you know, the team who worked with you to help really land on this version of Kate that we meet in the Hawkeye series. What, like, defines this character? What are the traits that make her really tick and who she is? Oh, I think you you mentioned a few of them there. She is this, this confident, strong-minded character, uh, this young woman who born and raised in New York City. She walks with her head held high. She has this level of independence and ambition and drive to achieve great things. And she wants to she wants to be a superhero. She wants to help people. She wants to do good. She wants to compete at the highest level. Um, but she I think it's I think it's her ambition and her ability to continue getting up after she's been knocked down. I can't wait to see what uh, what she goes through and where she lands with after all of it. Uh, this is a char- also a character, I know you know this, Young Avengers, West Coast Avengers, just different ties to different groups. I know you can't speak on the future, but when you get cast in this role, does like your mind just start you know, playing with where could this go? Do you ask questions about it? I mean, it's always exciting, you know, the 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 thought of any character you play where, where it could go, right? Um, and especially with something like this, but I, I just am like so... I don't think I've quite comprehended the fact that I've even gotten here, <laughs> that I'm in this show and this show's about to come out. And, and, you know, you've seen the first two episodes and there's a whole lot more that happens after just after those in the in the four that are to come. So, um, yeah, that's that's where my head's at. Hey, you're here. You've earned it. We're lucky to have you. Thank you. Uh, and Jeremy, I actually want to go back to the to the scene from Endgame where. Clint loses his best friend who you have worked closely with, with Scarlett, you know, uh, on the Vormir scene. Yeah. The last thing Clint says in Endgame to Wanda is that he wishes she knew that you all won, that the Avengers won. Yeah. Now with this type of story and the legacy that, that Clint is carrying out as Hawkeye, if he could talk to Natasha about what he's doing, what do you think he would want her to know? Yeah, I, I think it's kind of expressed in the show. Um, the things that popped in my brain, I think there might have been some lines for, actually from the show. Mm. <laughs> um, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. That's so, fair enough. That's, that's, a, that's also a really heavy question. <laughs> that's pretty loaded. Yeah, it does. It's going to mess me up. Well, I, don't, I don't want to make it too deep. I'll end on this. Yeah. What episode are you guys most excited for people to see? Oh. What episode? Yeah. Uh, well, I think they're all equally interesting. <laughs> it's hard to important, pick. Important One, two, yeah. three, four, five, and six. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, That's yeah. it. That's the answer. Yeah. All right. That's Thank you guys so much. Uh, <laughs> have fun with the rest of it. Thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man.